Welcome everyone to episode 25 of Casting the Net. This episode continues the discussion on prayer and where and how to pray specifically. And so they go into great detail about how even Jesus went off into solitude to isolate himself from distraction and how Jesus's human nature was united to the divine person and how prayer falls into that and how it's all related and how, you know, you don't have to just pray in church. They go over the importance of praying, you know, by yourself and and carving out time specifically to do that, to just, you know, pray and reflect. So great episode, continuing our discussion on prayer. We hope you enjoy episode 25, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Casting the Net. I'm Father Dave, joined by my co-host, Rick. Uh, how are you doing, Rick? I'm, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> you are breaking <laughs> leaves today. I know. I'm, I was freezing. I have, I have a stocking cap on right now because I haven't warmed up from it. But uh, uh, Friends, he really has a stocking <laughs> cap on inside in the house. <laughs> It's, just, it's such a stark um, departure from the 80 degrees we had last week. I'm not, I'm not ready for it. I love winter, but I'm not ready for it right now. Well, so. every time we finish with the leaves, we think that's it, but it's not. No. No. <laughs> you look up and you see all the leaves that have yet to fall. And Actually, I'm sure, yeah, I haven't I'm sure there's a spiritual lesson in there somewhere, but um, we, no may, doubt. we may have to find it in Buddhism or something. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have learned not to look up. <laughs> it's just too discouraging these that's days. Right. And, Northwest Ohio, and you're right to see all the leaves yet to come down. Well, what's uh, the, what's oh no, please? <laughs> well, I was say, what's the old uh, the old um, story from Greek philosophy about the uh, the philosopher who fell in the hole because he was looking up all the time, pondering the stars? Oh my goodness! Do you, does that ring a bell? Very vaguely. Yeah. Well, at least you won't fall in any holes when you're looking down. And... <laughs> it's more homework that we have to take on now to go. That's right. Find out. The figure from mythology. yeah 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 tune in next week we'll, we'll have <laughs> right. we'll have his name for you we'll figure it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we have been we've been putting together a series on prayer um, conversation with God dialogue with God conversing with God um, being with God mm-hmm. and we have over a series of weeks we have discussed. Uh, what what Christian prayer is, why we need to do it, which again, our Lord tells us that we need to do it. That's mm. that's really the the first reason why yeah. we need to do it. Yeah. And um, that it's a divine activity itself, that it's not something that, that we generate. It's not a white knuckling. <laughs> it is a letting it be done unto us, allowing it to uh, rise within us. Mm. Where we from that foundation, which I think is I think is pretty solid. Yeah, where do yeah. we want to head? Well, the Jesus, of course. <laughs> where, where, right. where else? Right, right. He's he's not only wearing a stocking cap; he's looking at me like that. Question was just so it was so dumb because the answer is so obvious. No, I mean, it really wasn't. But um, it just reminded me of a sister who I used to teach with, who would always give partial credit on her tests if. Uh, if a student didn't know the answer, but but answered Jesus, like oh, she, she, she got she the could, name, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. She, <laughs> if you if you at least put Jesus down, you would get partial credit. But no, that's the best way to teach. But um, it's not a it's not a bad uh, not a bad suggestion. Um, no, I, just, I I think um, 
you know, Christ has so much to teach us about how to pray, hmm. um, how to go about doing it. Hmm. And, and the church knows this and proposes it to us as a, as a, um, as, as the example par excellence, hmm. Um, hmm. which, you know, at least it, thinking back to my younger days, and this is probably the case with lots of people, it's, it strikes one as a little odd that Jesus would have to pray. It's one of those uh, things from the Gospels where you may ask yourself, okay, is he just doing that as like a facade, or, or does, he, does he really have to do it? Because he's God, well, what would he be praying about? And of course, you know, the church says it's, it's an article of faith that yeah, he is a divine person with a divine nature, of course, but he also has a, a complete human nature that's united to that divine person. And so um, humanly, he has all the needs we have, mm-hmm. um, including the need to raise up his mind and his heart um, to God in prayer. Mm. Now, it might, it may, the mechanics of that may be a little different for him, but the need is still there. Um, and so he is really praying, and, and we have much to learn from his example. Time and again in the Gospels, we see Jesus, we witness him praying, praying to his heavenly Father. In fact, there's so many, so many examples of this throughout yeah. the Gospels, we can't even begin to, to mention yeah. uh, even most of them yep. in time that is permitted. But to turn to Jesus, what did he say and what did he do? And the latter comment there that I just said is not meant to be a trite statement at all. Mm-hmm. We see a demonstration in his actions. We don't have to speculate about what he did because the evidence is there mm. demonst- uh, attesting to what he has done. Right. So what has he done mm. for us to imitate? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's interesting that, um, you know, when he prays, he goes off in solitude. Um, he always prays before some big event in his ministry. Um, you know, he always expresses thanks hmm. to the father. So it's not like he's, he's not just dipping into the divine wishing well, like he's, yeah. he's showing, um, an acknowledgement of, of generosity or gratuity on God's part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, um, there was a, a, a group of, I mean, they were the first monks and nuns in the Christian tradition, hmm. right? The, the desert fathers oh, and mothers. Sure. sure. Um, who, you know, come into the picture, you know, fourth century AD. They are living in the great, you know, kind of metropolises of of the ancient Near East and the Mediterranean world. And they, they see it pretty pretty plainly. Like the, the, the demands of the Christian life um are so serious, to mm-hmm. be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. That they, they, they didn't think they could get it done in, in mm-hmm. urban centers, you mm-hmm. know, in, in living in the city with, full of distractions mm-hmm. and full of, um, you know, things to get them sidetracked with. And so they, they, they took off into the deserts of Egypt and Syria and uh, Turkey. Terribly remote yeah. areas, yeah. hoping to yeah. effectively disappear from right. the world. Not because they thought they were supermen and women, because they knew they were weak. Yes. They knew they needed that. Yes. <laughs> you know, just as Christ needs it. Yes. Um, and so... You know, in our world where we feel pulled in a million different directions and we're just bombarded by by stimuli, you know, lights and sounds and, and noise. And, and it's all, not all, but much of it is necessary. We have, we have duties, too. It's so critical for us to take a cue from the Desert Fathers and, and, and even, obviously, prior to that, to from Christ himself, to carve out some time, carve out, find a place, and um, and commune with God by prayer. How do you do that as a father of four? Yeah. 
in and you're in the house yeah. you're with the kids yep it's not something that's just going to happen mm-hmm. you have to be deliberate about it mm. you have to mm. you know for me it's it's gone so far as to um like setting a, an alarm on my phone mm-hmm. you know i mean you know, there there are times when something's going on where i, I you know i just i i can't respond sure. to the alarm but sure um you know, in, in the evenings when things have quieted down and, and the alarm has gone off, I know that, okay, now's the time. I, I need to need to do this. I need to be right. intentional and deliberate about it. Um, you know, and Christina will join me from time to time and, and she does her own thing too. And uh, you just, you have to make, you have to make the effort. Um, otherwise it's, it's not just going to fall into place. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's, I think, a great insight from from the desert fathers and mothers and the uh the the routine that they develop as monks and nuns yeah you know it's something we could really learn from yeah the habit of praying the practice of praying right and to do so um regularly in in time of day and also place that is selected mm. that the, there becomes a familiarity of routine yep that is powerful over time yeah Right, they need to be less reminded about when I'm going to do it because yep. they're they're already aching for that encounter with Christ in that moment, yeah. and so even in the midst of um, enormous responsibilities and flurry of activities, as is family life, mm-hmm. still being able to carve out time to yep. do that, to choose time to do that, and I suppose helping one another to do it's, that in terms of spouses. Yeah. The beauty of the married life. Yeah. You know, and, and the beauty of, um, like, you know, fraternal correction. I, I you know, I can't, I can't, the, the word fraternal correction is what, or the term fraternal correction comes to mind for priests. I don't know how that would work for a diocesan priest, but just being held accountable by your brothers, hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, that's that, that great lesson to be learned for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and even to even to create a space in the home, then might want to suggest that again. Sure, ideally we would also be able to pray regularly in our parish church. Yeah, but that church may or may not be accessible, right? Um, for demands of the day, and also sadly, in many cases, churches are not that's, open themselves that's true. Uh, and comfortable and available in ways that some of us formally <laughs> remember them having been open mm-hmm. and comfortable. But to do that, so maybe in home it's a it's a particular room, it's a place in the room, it's a corner in the room. <laughs> um, I remember an evangelical movie, evangelical Protestant movie called um, The War Room. Did you ever see that? No, no. And it was, um, I remember watching this several years ago. And as I as I recall... Uh, the heroine in the movie who herself experiences a, a, a deep conversion throughout the story carves out her prayer space in a closet, in a bedroom closet, <laughs> and kind of empties it out and creates like a little monastic cell, yeah, the yeah. only place in the house. I might have those details a little bit skewed, mm-hmm. but I remember being so deeply moved by the passion within her, which is which is Christ himself yeah. aching for right. that encounter, right. which to which she responds and then um, shapes 
perhaps from a worldly point of view, um, an absurd space, right? Clean, <laughs> cleans out this closet because that's going to be her prayer space, which was christened as the war room, yeah. you know, where yeah. the battle, where the real spiritual battle took place to be fortified. Sure. So to go out into into marriage, family, and world as yeah. follower of Christ. Well, you, you were talking a moment ago about developing a routine or a habit of prayer. And this um, this dovetails with what we spoke about um, in our series of morality. You're just developing virtues, you know, through, <laughs> through repetition. And it, it might be, it's, it's easy to sort of snicker at, um, you know, that, that action of, of, you know, picking out a closet to, to, to serve as your war room. But in a real way, that, that transforms us and shapes us yeah. and, and helps us along in the habit of prayer so that we develop <clears throat> what um, a lot of the Eastern fathers called a, a little chapel of the heart, mm. you know, a place interiorly yes. where you know, we, we've gone someplace externally or exteriorly to escape the noise. It develops inside of us a place in our heart where we can go to escape and, and encounter the living God. Yeah. We, we do that in other facets of life, and we don't even blink an eye. Right. There is the place where the exercise is mm-hmm. done. Yeah. There's the place where the entertainment, for the most part, takes place. And usually the room is organized entirely around the television screen. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. There's a room in which we uh, typically eat, mm-hmm. uh, a kitchen or a dining room. There's a room in which we sleep, a bedroom. Yeah. There's nothing strange about space that is dedicated for specific function. Mm-hmm. And yet we're Christians. Yeah. <laughs> and if we if we fall prey, P R E Y to the tempter. <laughs> Different kind of prey. To think that we can only P R A Y yeah. in church. Yes. We're in dangerous territory. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's um you know, the the, the value in <clears throat> a lot of other forms of Catholic prayer as well. I, I think that's that's one of the real attractions of the rosary, for example. You know, just mm. the extraordinary flexibility of um, of that devotion. You know, you can pray it on your commute. You can pray it, you know, in the privacy of your own home. You can pray yeah. it together with some friends somewhere. Um, and in that respect, it's it's a, it's a beautifully humane and human prayer. Yes. Um, you know, because it allows us to, <clears throat> you know, place ourselves before, in our meditations, place ourselves before the incarnation, life, death, and resurrection of, of Christ himself. Right. Again, you know? looking at Christ. Yeah. Looking to Jesus. Yeah. A presence, which is, you know, I mean, that's um, another lesson that Christ teaches us in his prayer life, placing himself, himself in the presence of the Father. Time and again. Yeah. Time and again. Truly the first movement of prayer yeah. is, is that. Placing ourselves in God's presence. Yeah. And, and as we are, not sanitizing yeah. ourselves to get in a... Um, some kind of perfect or ideal state, no. <laughs> but going as we are, Absolutely. Uh, messy, smelly, distracted, <laughs> uh, angry, afraid, joyful, and exuberant. That was one of the insights that really, I mean, just the scales fell off of my eyes um, as regards prayer, realizing that, um, you know, you, you don't, like like getting out of the habit of of saying the things that I thought God wanted me to say in prayer, <laughs> and simply presenting myself in all of my infantile shabbiness, mm. um, because you know, going back to previous recordings or previous uh, previous previous sessions, you know it's it's a communing, it, you know it's it's a it's a coming together or a um, a closeness with God, and you're not really giving yourself if you're hiding yourself, mm. Mm. you know. And so if there's anybody you can be honest with. 
um, when it comes to your own pettiness or your own smallness, it's God because he already knows it. Yeah. He's waiting for you to acknowledge that, which opens up space for him to work and turn you into something else, you know? <laughs> so just a, you know, really revolutionary insight for me. Powerful. Yeah. Friends, we're going to continue this conversation on prayer and really hoping that you are going to join us as we, um, as we delight in communing with God. Hmm. Um, he's the guy sporting a hat <laughs> inside while we're still freezing while we're recording, still freezing. <laughs> and, uh, for that matter, just full disclosure, I'm sporting a flannel. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's fall, but together what we're doing is cast in the net. Friends, he's Rick and I'm father Dave, a dad and a priest together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.